All right, welcome. It is Bowerly News Radio 930 WBEN, and uh, we are awaiting the snowstorm. And uh, we started off today, and I'll bounce this question off you guys. I started off because uh, Kathy Hochul, the newly elected governor of New York State, um, has uh, basically said, okay, commercial vehicles are banned from the New York State Thruway from Rochester to the Pennsylvania line. Uh, because of the snowstorm. And I thought it was good that we were planning ahead and being proactive instead of reactive. But I think one of the very first calls on today's show said, well, this is being done backward. What we really need to do is allow the commercial vehicles to have access to the thruway and keep the four-wheelers off of the thruway. Because, obviously, the truckers, they are our supply. Because uh, without truckers, we don't have gasoline, we don't have groceries, we don't get our prescription medicines and uh, everything. Basically, all of the business of America is done by trucks. And I thought that was kind of an interesting take. So if you were the governor of New York and you had a choice between banning commercial vehicles and banning the four the uh, four wheel vehicles, what would you ban? And I think a pretty good case can be made that we ought to have the uh, throughway open for the commercial vehicles because again, the commercial vehicles we need those for logistics. We need those for all of the reasons that uh, I just mentioned a moment ago. I thought that was a very interesting take on it. So if uh, you've got a take one way or the other. Uh, I'd like to hear it. I'd especially love to hear from truck drivers and how something like this can affect you and your livelihood and your ability to make deliveries. I'd love to hear from truck drivers about this situation. Also, the fact that the Buffalo Bills have to move Sunday's game from Orchard Park to Detroit, do you need any more evidence why we need a roof on the new stadium? Um I have been, look, if we're going to do something, can we please have the best there is? And tell me something. What good? We're, we're losing. The Buffalo Bills are losing a home game to Detroit at a time when the Bills need every advantage they possibly could get because of the weather. So what good is the weather as an advantage if it means you got to move your team to Detroit to take on the Cleveland Browns? And I think this is just more evidence, and this is like the second time it's happened since uh, 2014, but I don't care. That's twice too many. Other places have stadiums with roofs. Why can we not have one with a roof? Consider the weather. Consider the fact that our hospitality industry, the hotels, the restaurants are going to be missing out on millions of dollars of revenue because the game is being moved to Detroit. And if the stadium was covered, we wouldn't be dealing with that, would we? We'd have a home game. Uh, those of you who'd planned on going to the game, those of you who'd planned on coming to Buffalo or whose family had planned on coming to Buffalo, uh, what's your take on this? I mean, just share with you a quick email that I received. Uh, food for thought. Let me get this straight. Every time 
there will be a snowstorm that impacts a Bills game at the proposed new stadium. The NFL will move the game elsewhere. So why are we going to use our tax dollars to build a new open-air stadium that won't be used? Where's the home field advantage? Where's the economic benefit to the local economy? Is the NFL and or the Bills organization going to refund tickets? Thank you for doing what I do. Well, I don't really do all that much, to be honest. Uh, Josh, do we know what the refund policy is going to be? Uh, I, you can look into that. But, uh, folks, I again, I, I've wanted a domed stadium. I have wanted one. And if you're going to have a, a team like the Buffalo Bills – I would like a situation where the weather isn't going to influence things, where you see the best athletes playing in the optimum conditions they can play in. And here, because of this snowstorm, Buffalo Bills fans and the local economy misses out on a home game. That sucks. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Just uh, stuff that is storm-related. I'm uh, I'm easy today. Here is uh, Jill in uh, West Seneca. Jill, you're on WBEN. Welcome. Hi, Tom. Hi, Jill. First-time caller, right. long-time listener. Outstanding. Um, yeah, I just wanted to say to everyone, make sure their furnaces, the furnace vent and the outside of their house is clear. Oh, yeah, the high-efficiency natural gas furnaces, that pipe has got to be clear of snow. Yes, ma'am? Correct, because a lot of them don't come out of the chimney anymore. Uh, and let's let's just repeat that. If you have a high-efficiency furnace, you've got a plastic pipe that sticks out of your house. If the snow is blocking that pipe, your furnace is not going to work. Right, and then you'll get the carbon monoxide inside. Or small detail. <laughs> yep. So what other uh, words of advice do you have for people uh, who maybe this will be their first big snowstorm? Maybe some of these people who've just recently moved to western New York and they're not used to a lake effect snowstorm. Dress warm and make sure you have all your foods. All your foods. Yes, very, very important. Anything else, ma'am? Nope, that's it. All right, thank you uh, very much. Yeah, that's a great point uh, because, actually, the last time we had a significant snowfall, I remember talking to the guys from uh, John Locke, and they basically told people, hey, we're getting a lot of calls that people's furnaces aren't working, and if you have a high-efficiency natural gas furnace, you got to make sure that those pipes are absolutely clear of snow. Good Thank you very much. That's a good word of advice. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Michelle is in Amherst. Welcome. You are on. Hi. Thank you so much. Yes, ma'am. First time caller, long time listener. Sweet. Very sweet. (laughs) So I totally agree with the one point being made about the throughways and letting the commercial trucks get through because... They're way better drivers. They know the rules of the road better than us ordinary folk. And if you're in a little car, you're going to take stupid chances. And I think the people who actually drive the cars cause most of the jackknife. That's just me. Well, we've gone back and forth on that today. Uh, some One guy said he was an accident investigator, and it was a myth that the, uh, for the, the little cars caused the problem. But every truck driver I know has always said, it's not us, it's not us. There's people in the little cars who cut in front of us who think we can stop on a dime and pick it up. I agree. I agree. And I actually find the people who drive the trucks 
to be way more considerate. And there's there's no surprises with those guys. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, as far as the uh, Buffalo Bills moving the game to Detroit, do you have a strong feeling one way or the other on uh, putting a roof on the new stadium? Putting a roof on the new stadium? I don't know. I kind of like when it's kind of half-covered. And I don't know, moving it to Detroit, maybe, maybe that's the better way to go because then, you know, you're going to be able to watch it at home. What if you can't get there? Yeah, but B- Bills fans, Bills fans are being screwed out of a chance to destroy tables. Bills fans are being shafted because of the open air nature of the existing stadium and no roof on the stadium that is to be built if this happens again. Um, one of their favorite days of the year. It's like taking Christmas away. Well, yeah, you're right. You're right. You know, and we are Buffalonians, and we know how to dress, and we know how to get there, and we know how to tailgate for sure. Well, my understanding, my love, is that the problem is that uh, there's just not going to be enough time to shovel out the stadium uh, by, by game time after the bulk of the snow hits. That's the problem. Uh, thank you. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just going to say. I mean, how how is the weather down there? Does anybody know? Did it even hit Orchard Park yet? Well, no, nothing is nothing is going to hit yet for a while of any note. Yeah. The 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 warning kicks in at seven o'clock. Oh boy! Oh boy! Well, good luck to everybody out there, and uh, go Bills! Yeah. Woo! All right, but thank you very much. I appreciate it, Michelle. Yes, go Bills all the way to uh, Detroit. It just seems pretty lousy because many of you, you live and die to go to the Buffalo Bills games at the stadium. And here we have one game that you're not going to get unless you want to go to Detroit. I'm not sure how they're going to work the ticketing for it. Let's get right back to your calls. Let's see if we can make it three in a row first-time callers, huh? Here is uh, Brian in uh, West Seneca. Brian, you are on the radio. Hello. Hey, Tom. How you doing? Yes, sir. I'm a truck driver, and I would absolutely open it just for truck drivers. But I got one little caveat. You must be unvaccinated. That, that'd be the that'd be the way to go on that you must be un- why is that why is that just just to make a just to I'm make a bad, point I'm, I'm, I'm just saying but the other thing is why stop there why don't they just say you must work from home and force everybody to work from home I mean they just proved over the last two years that they have control over people so, you know why why stop there you know all right, so we're we're uh, we're getting on the soapbox and we're making a uh, we're making a statement now. You being a truck driver, I have a question: Are yes. okay the the newest dr- uh, crop of truck drivers? Are they as good as you are? I I, I can't say. You know, I, you know, I know the schools do pretty good around here. It depends how much time um, they spend in school, but it's 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 being behind the wheel is where you're going to get your experience you know i've been doing it 23 years i accident free you know many miles and it, it, the biggest thing when another guy touched on it earlier is speed and space you know you you you, you know that space cushion in front of you and the, you know that's the most important thing on the road you know well yeah absolutely i mean you can't uh, you, you can't outdrive your ability to safely stop right Right. And I mean, I, I was actually just stuck on the throughway uh, 90 West in Ohio, right where Ohio, Pennsylvania border. I was there for eight hours. No way. Why? Yes. There's, they, they had six inches of snow. 
nope. I I start at two in the morning. I'm literally just on my way home back to West Seneca now. But uh, uh, two accidents: one heading eastbound, one heading westbound in this like Ashtabula area. Yeah. So I spent um, eight hours there, and luckily we finally got an exit in the prior to that opened up and i was able to back up like a quarter mile just to get off and get right back on and head back with my load you know unfortunately i didn't get uh get off today but um it was horrible and then on the way back there was three tractor trailers off the road and about four cars so if you want to use that as what's you know what's worse uh but the tra- one tractor trailer was real in rough shape i mean i couldn't even i don't know if the guy made it or not but mm. It was brutal, um, but as you know, I would I would definitely open it for just truck drivers. You know, well, personally, I think that you of the truck driving community uh, are better drivers than most people in in four wheelers. Why? Because it's what you do. It's your profession. You're trained to do it. Um, yeah. And I just sure. I just I mean, to me, that's logic and common sense. You're you're better drivers than we are. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. You can't uh, get complacent out there, though. You know, you you know, you can't be distracted. Um, you know, I, I still see guys driving by with cell phones, you know, in their hand and whatever. But um, but in the weather, the the key is that space uh, space cushion, man. Um, speed and space, you know. Yeah, especially now too. Look out for the deer uh, with the clock change. They're everywhere. Uh, thank Absolutely. you kindly, sir. I'm glad you made it back from Ohio uh, safe and sound, and I hope the other guys are okay as well. I'm good, man. I start my vacation in about five minutes, so I'm good. Oh, yeah. Enjoy the beautiful weather for vacation, sir. Enjoy the shoveling. <laughs> thank, right. thank you uh, very much, Brian. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I uh, unfortunately, I'm not able to shovel. That's why I uh, had to get the uh, gas for the uh, snowblower. <laughs> Mr. Umbilical Hernia has made his presence felt. <laughs> it's, I'm sorry I, if I didn't laugh about it. It's, it's quite hilarious, I, I don't mind saying. Anyway, uh, how you doing? How are you doing? Good, good. It's uh, Thursday in Buffalo and Western New York. And again, thanks to uh, Joe Beamer for sitting in for me the past couple of days. And uh, we're going to get David Bellavia on as a guest to talk about his new book, critically acclaimed, Remember the Ramrods. We're going to let you know when that's going to happen, but uh, David will be a guest on this show. He's talked about the book on his show, but <laughs> he, he can't interview himself, so I'll be happy to do that. All right, guys, welcome. It is Bowerly News Radio 930 WBEN. So we uh, spoke earlier today with uh, meteorologist Andy Parker about the uh, Buffalo Bills uh, moving the game Sunday against the Cleveland Browns from the stadium in Orchard Park, Highmark Stadium, to Detroit. And uh, we talked a little bit about some past experiences, I believe. No, they'll only be digging out. The uh, The only issue they'll have with snow in Orchard Park on Sunday is going to be the remnants of whatever falls on Friday. You're going to have all day Saturday to deal with it. And as that snow band comes back and gets swept out, it's a minor accumulation of a couple of inches as it moves on through. And that'll be in the pre-dawn hours as well. Uh, so to clean that up shouldn't be a huge issue for them, uh, for them as well. They'll have enough time with a if they were playing there at a 1 o'clock kickoff. It'd be all right. Biggest issue is Friday. 
Yeah, and and who knows? And one of the other issues is with a lake effect snow, you just never know how long a band is going to hang out in one area. But uh, Ron Rakuya just moments ago said that the reason they're moving the game to Detroit instead of playing it at uh, Highmark Stadium is a safety issue. Now, again, is that is it spin? Is that real? So guys like me don't say, see, told you there should have been a roof. Um, that I do not know. But uh, the Bills say it's safety. Uh, Andy Parker said the accumulation should not be that big of a deal. Uh, I don't know. If, I, I don't know, though. It, it, you know, it, it, it's hard. It's so difficult to get people who actually want to work, especially backbreaking manual labor. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know what to believe, whether they would have been able to clear it out or whether they wouldn't have been able to clear it out. But the uh, official position of the Bills is they moved the game because of uh, safety concerns. I'm just uh, passing on. I'm just passing on the information as it comes in. Let's go to uh, Bill in uh, Wheatfield on WBEN. Bill, you are on. Hello. Hi. Hey. Uh, the deal with the snow is a couple of things. The throughway is designed for snow removal. It's not like a city street. There's places to put the snow. Number two is if you got snow coming down at whatever rate it is, and you normally have one plow an hour or whatever going through that area. Move the snow. Put two or three plows on there. It's just like the Pioneers. Two horses wouldn't pull the wagon. They put four horses on it. Very simple. But you got to keep the road scraped down. The other thing is the truck drivers. The truck drivers, an average truck driver, will drive more miles in one year than a normal person with their car drives in 10. So there's the professionals that are up there, and they're seeing up higher, and they got a bigger rig. I think they're going about this kind of backwards. It's a safety issue, but I think a lot of that can be worked out i mean welcome to western new york it snowed here for thousands of years <laughs> you think they could figure this out well as i think i mentioned earlier that if if there's any area of the united states of america that should be absolutely flawless and expert at removing snow it should be buffalo and western new york and yet every year we have to have a news conference talking about the new plows and here's how they're going to be deployed and obviously sir as, as you are well aware um, in, in the city of Buffalo, the city streets were not designed with today's motor vehicle traffic in mind. They were designed with horses and buggies in mind. And the parking and the city streets makes things very, very difficult for the, uh, for the plow drivers. Absolutely. You get out of, out of Erie County a little bit where, where it's open roads, and they're all plowed right away because there's some place to put the snow. Perfect examples at home, when you go to shovel snow, where does it go? Higher, because you got no place to put it. Well, it goes on my neighbor's property, sir. <laughs> <It's still going laughs> I just you can tell I that just, when you I, go in the house and you're looking for the Ben Gay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what happened to Ben Gay, right? <laughs> Mentholatum. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. Very th- good. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Try the veal. But anyways, that's that's my thought on it. In other words, it, those truck drivers. My dad was a truck driver. And they're professionals. These guys take that very seriously. How much money they have invested in their rig. They don't want to crash it. They don't want it in the road, off the road. It'll cost them a fortune to get the thing towed. What they work for the whole month? Nothing. You know? Oh, Bye-bye. sir, I, I, I hear you loud and clear. Look, I've, I've got nothing but respect for truck drivers. I think, as I, I think I've said on, on a number of times, I think the, 
truck driver is a much better driver than most of us on four wheels. Uh, they're better trained. They have more experience. But even amongst the truck driving community, um, I'll tell you something. Even between the people from Ontario and Quebec, they don't like the Quebec people. And the American truck drivers might like the Ontario people, but they're not real big on the Quebec people. And uh, the language barrier doesn't exactly help. Yeah, the other thing, too, is if you look at the trucks in New York State, any of the states here, the the, the, the inspection from the ICC and stuff in Chamber, you know, the DOT is extremely strict. When you see these semis on the road, trust me, all their brakes are working. There has to be a real failure for something to go wrong. And that goes all the way from the dump truck drivers up to the guys driving the big Big rigs on rigs on its way pulling dual trailers. Yeah, well, despite every despite everything you say, as you are well aware, sometimes loads can shift. I saw that happen uh, as an eyewitness back in the 1980s. The guy's load shifted, and the uh, truck went over. And uh, we had a couple of steel coil accidents in the 1990s, which claimed a number of lives on the throughway. And it, it, it was just it was deja, the second one was deja vu. It was eerily similar to the first one in which a number of people died and. And that was basically a failure to properly secure these giant steel coils. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And we have trailers and we haul stuff on them. And I'll tell you what, stamped on the chains, there's a code GS70. If you don't have GS70 chains on there and a trooper pulls you over, your wallet's going to be empty. Because those chains are proof tested as a load chain. The same as other chains for lifting off a crane are completely different again. Everything has its proper place. It has to be used accordingly. Otherwise, like you said, bad things happen. Yeah, I don't know what the uh, what the issue was with uh, those two steel coil tragedies that we had within close proximity, uh, one to the other. Hey, just just a question, Bill. This is kind of a I, this is kind of a weird thing to bring up, but that never stopped me before. Um, when you're behind a car carrier, even knowing what you know about trucks and the safety of trucking, do you want to get by the car carrier as fast as you possibly can? You know what? That's kind of a personal thing. But in my opinion, if I see something I don't like, I get away from it. In other words, if the bear's coming out of the woods... <laughs> I'm not going to give him my sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you put that. Uh, you know, the the other thing, too, I, I don't know if, if, if you pay much attention to this. I'm sure you do. But in the summertime, you get these people who are towing their boats, these enormous boats on trailers. I... I want to be anywhere but behind that boat because in the 80s, there was a fatal accident where somebody's trailer came off the back of their vehicle and this boat smashed right into the car behind. You know, we have boats and we've even had cruisers that we have towed. Okay. And there's something that you have to think about. You don't really strap the boat down to the trailer. It's the inverse. You strap the trailer to the boat because the boat is much bigger and much heavier than the trailer. So consequently, you have to take that into account. When you do that, how was the, when was the last time you checked the air in the tires? How good are the tires on the trailers? They've been sitting out in the sun all summer. Are their tires starting to rust? Are the tubes are bad? You have to take that into account. And when you're behind a big boat and they're towing it, what I do is pass. Goodbye. <laughs> because most people... The equipment is not used that often. You don't know if the brakes are good. It's not like a semi where he pulls it in, and what do they do in the garage? Go along River Road, see all the truck terminals. What do they have inside there? They got all 
the pits for all the guys and them trailers coming through here. And those mechanics are working day and night checking those things to make sure they're safe for the road. If a tire is no good, what do they do? They change it. They don't take a chance. They can't do that. Consequently, the other equipment that you're talking about, you know, like, like a boat trailer, how often is that really, truly inspected? Is the frame checked for rust? The frame could break in two. You get a boat on there that weighs 3,000 or 6,000 pounds. It takes a couple of big bumps. Bad things can happen. Uh, that's, that. that's a really good point. Metal fatigue, as you mentioned, rust. So when it comes to, uh, obviously, you, you're somebody who spent a lot of time thinking about driving and safety issues. When uh, it comes to wintertime driving, are there certain things that drive you crazy that you see people doing on the road? Yeah, they forget it's wintertime. They don't give themselves enough room to stop. Because you know what? On a car, if it don't start, you're safe because you're not moving. But when you're moving and the brakes don't work or you can't stop, you got a lot of inertia. Something bad is going to happen. You have to keep that in mind. Just yeah. physics. Excellent point. And also, too, there's a psychology that's going on right now, and I don't know what you would describe it, but uh, I, I call it people are acting like squirrels. At least they were earlier on the drive-in to work today. Josh Schmidt noticed it on his drive-in. I noticed it on my drive-in. People were doing anything they could to get into traffic. They would just totally cut you off because they had to be in the traffic flow. There was nobody behind you, but they still had to get in front of you. And once they did, they slowed to a crawl. But people were acting squirrely on the roads today, I'm telling you. Yeah, and you know what that has to do with? And this is a sore subject with me and a lot of other people. You can get a driver's license. But is it really an operator's license? I don't know your age, but I'll tell you what. When we had to take our, our road tests, a lot of the cars we used were stick shifts, three on the column, no power steering, no power brakes, parallel parkage. And those things were big cars, Chevy Bel Air, Chevy Impalas. Yep. And you had to be able to operate those. And the brakes sucked on those cars, hmm. pardon my French, because they were all drum brakes. They're not like today with the beautiful braking that they have. It's all developed from aerospace which I had worked, where they're all anti-skid, and they got traction control and everything else that goes along with it, which makes the car so much easier to drive, you know? And, and, and it's a wonderful thing. The big thing that scares me now is these kids on their, text, on their phones and stuff are finding out that they don't have to hit the brakes on the car because the car in front of them, the radar picks it up or whatever it is, yep. and, and, they, and the car will start by, stop by itself. Inter so consequently, what are they going to do? They're going to get lazy. They're not going to hit the brakes. Interesting stuff. Hey, it's been a pleasure speaking with you, man. I appreciate hearing from you. Yeah, well, good luck, and I hope everything works out. Everybody's safe, and uh, I think the prevailing thing has to be one thing, which is very short supply today, common sense. Yeah, tell me about it. Uh, thanks very much, man. I appreciate uh, hearing from you. And, uh, yeah, what his his road test sounded an awful lot like mine. And I don't remember if I did the road test in Mom's Oldsmobile Delta 88 or a smaller car. For some reason, I, I think Mom said, well, if you use the Delta 88, they're going to think we're rich and it'll probably fail you. So it might have been a smaller, and we were anything but, believe me. So it might have been a smaller car. I'm not sure. But I did pass it the first time. I'll say that much. And, and by the way, not for nothing. <clears throat> I'm the king of parallel parking. I parallel park like a pro. However, the lines in parking lots are getting narrower and narrower. So as as good a parallel parker as I am, I, I, I'm not real good with the lines anymore. They're so small. And I've got a small car. And some items of note, in case you missed them, um, 
the Buffalo Bills game on Sunday is going to be played in Detroit. Buffalo Bills say that is because of safety. I think it is a shame that Bills fans get gypped out of a game, um, frankly. Uh, but uh, it uh, it is it is what it is. So the Buffalo Bills will play two games in a row in Detroit. Um, so that's one thing. Number two, uh, for your listening pleasure, following the storm as it is on its way in, Joe Beamer is going to be doing live local radio tonight, 7 o'clock. Tonight at 7, Joe Beamer takes over 7 until 10 as the storm moves into western New York, which makes Josh Schmidt very, very happy because he has something to do that excites him greatly from 7 to 10. So Joe Beamer uh, will be doing live and local. And uh, a reminder, of course, that uh, we here at WBEN – You have a very experienced bunch of people, an extremely experienced newsroom and people running the show in the newsroom. So we are here to make sure that your coverage is second to none and to make sure that uh, you are as safe as you possibly can be. We'll keep you company through the storm. We'll keep you updated through the storm. Um, I, our Buffalo's uh, a new a new morning with Susan Rose and Brian Mazurowski, 5 a.m. until 9. B-Maz and Beamer, 9 until 10. Live local talk with David Bellavia, 10 until 2. And then uh, I shall be here tomorrow, 2 until 6 o'clock with, again, more live local talk. And I'm sure the weather is still going to be a, uh, a big deal. So even, even if I can't get out of the house tomorrow... I'm going to be on the air tomorrow. I've uh, made sure to take the equipment home with me, so that should not be uh, a problem. I'd like to be a dedicated employee, you know. Anyway, a special thanks to Josh Schmidt. Also, thanks to uh, Andy Parker, meteorologist, for uh, giving us a great interview for 10 to 425 today if uh, you want to refer to that at wben.com and get the breakdown of uh, how the weather is going to shake out 